so much. What a wonderful reminder that we should be willing to give ourselves away, that God truly can use us. My name is Dick. I'm one of the pastors here at Faith Covenant Church, and I too want to welcome you to our unique Family Fifth Worship Service this morning. We're always glad when you join us. We're particularly glad when guests join us. There's many things that you could be doing on a Sunday morning, out enjoying activities, worshiping somewhere else, but you chose to worship here at Faith Covenant Church. Thank you. This past week, Pastor Kurt began a fresh new series of messages titled Bless, looking at five different ways that we can bless other people and in blessing them, share the good news of Jesus Christ with them, share the gospel. And Kurt shared last week that we can become evangelists by sharing the good news. Now, some of us hear that word evangelist as Kurt shared last week, and we kind of go, wait a minute. You want me to go somewhere else, maybe Africa, or maybe you want me to go out on the street corner and preach and tell people they need to turn or burn. No, that's not what we're talking about. Some people may be called to do those kind of ministries, but what we're talking about in this series is simply living out our lives, incorporating in five different things will help us bless others. We're reminded last week of God's promise to Abraham in Genesis 12 that God would bless Abraham and through Abraham bless others. And that is the goal of this series, to simply bless others and through that blessing be able to share that good news of Christ. Now in your bulletins is an insert. So if you don't remember last week, this is a hint for you. So what was the B last week in bless? Anybody remember? Begin with prayer. Absolutely. The concept is if we're truly going to want to bless people, we may want to ask God how he might want us to bless people, right? To take that time to say, God, where and when and how can you use me to save and to be with others, to bless them? Last week, if you remember, um, we actually took time. We had an insert in last week's bulletin that included a tear-out, and we took time to list some names of people that we care about who may not be walking closely with our Lord, or we're not even sure if they have a relationship. And, and we prayed over those names, and our denomination will continue to pray over those names throughout this summer. And if you weren't able to do that last week, this particular insert is available in our info center. And encourage you after worship today to take the time, just list a few names, and then pray for those people each day. Mary Kay and I try to walk five, six days a week, and when we walk, it's our prayer time, and we have been praying for five people. As we sat here last week, we put three names down the same and two names different. We decided to combine them all. And each time we walk and pray, we just say, God, be with these people. Some of them aren't even close to us. We may not see them for another year or more, but some are right in our neighborhood. And the idea is begin with prayer. Pray for those people who may not know Jesus and find ways we can actually bless them. And this morning, we are looking at listening with care. So listen with care is the L. That concept of taking the time to truly listen to the people around us. Now, if we're going to begin with prayer, who's the first person we should be listening to? God. Absolutely. How often do we begin with prayer and finish with the amen and that's it? We never take the time to pause to say, okay, Lord, I'm here. Speak to me. Now, 
I don't know about you, it hasn't been a whole handful of times that I've really literally heard God's voice, but a few times I have. And, and when I've really sensed it was God, those are those times I don't have to pause. I'm going to do what I sense him telling me to do. More often than not, when we're listening for God's voice, it's going to be through his written word, which is that reminder we need to be studying scripture, be in God's word. There are times that we could hear God through circumstances. If we're praying for a particular person, and later on that day we run into that person, duh, maybe God wants us to bless that person. And other times it may be through other Christians who just simply comment to us and say something. We can hear God's voice through that. But when we're talking about blessing people in our series, we're talking about literally people. And so, How can we truly listen to people better? I want to share with you a video, and I promise you this doesn't apply to any of us, Bert. Nobody in this room, Terry, does this apply to, okay? This came from a Christian marriage series to help improve our marriages. So don't take offense anyone at all, Kurt, because it doesn't apply. So please, let's share the video. Men, how many times has this happened to you? To me. You know, we, our babies sleep really, really good. Or this. Make sure Timmy wears the blue shirt. If he doesn't. Or even this. And for my birthday, which is next month, I'd really like some of this. Do you have trouble listening or retaining information from your wife? You could be suffering from... Spousal Selective Listening, or SSL. With SSL, valuable input is intercepted or scrambled before it reaches the critical learning center of the man brain. Virtually anything can trigger it, like sports, food, even shiny objects with buttons. Fortunately, there is help with Heratol. Containing a rare root with an exotic name, Heratol helps men focus and listen to valuable female input, even pick up on those subtle hints. These are exactly the earrings I wanted. How did you know? Thanks, hear it all. Now I can hear it all. Now, we happen to have a few bottles available. Now, it's limited edition, but there are some available for spouses who may... You know, wouldn't it be nice if we could simply take a pill called Heritol and really become good listeners? Both wives. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Trust me, I need it too. More often, well, do I need it? Not too bad. I like that little qualifier, not too bad. But the reality is we can't simply take a pill and become better listeners. A gentleman by the name of... uh, Julian Treasure once said, and he's an expert in listening, he said that conscious listening creates understanding. Conscious listening creates understanding. Boy, wouldn't it be nice if at all times we should, could consciously listen to those around us and begin to develop that understanding. And sadly, the exact opposite's true. If we fail to truly listen, rest assured, there's going to be problems, misunderstanding, and maybe some raised voices. Now, I know none of that's ever happened to any of you. Now, it's in our scripture lesson this morning that Jesus demonstrates for us that conscious listening, how we might be able to listen better in situations in which we are placed. Our scripture lesson comes from the gospel according to Luke, 
chapter 18, verses 35 to 43. Now, your bulletin may say 42, but I have to tell you, sometimes we change our minds, and that's what we did in this case. So, you will find it on your electronic device, or as Kurt says, I love this, the original flat screen version, the Bible in front of you, and it's on page 1630. Listen to the words recorded by the physician historian Luke, and hear God's message to each and every one of us about truly listening. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. But those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted out all the more, David, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man brought to him. I'd like to pause at this point and pray and, and kind of take a look at this part of our passage. So please join with me in prayer. Uh, Lord God, we thank you for the joy of coming together, worshiping you, and a, a unique day today with kids in, a, in the service the whole time, and we just thank you for that. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit will be with us, that you will illuminate our hearts and our minds, that we might hear that message you have for us. And Lord, you'll give us the courage, the strength, to apply it in our lives each and every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It is so easy to read this passage and miss some very important aspects of it. The text says that Jesus is on his way to Jericho. Now, we've got to put this in the context of what's going to happen next. This is a few days before his triumphal entry when we celebrate Palm Sunday. A few days before Jesus' time in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he is literally sweating blood, when he's betrayed and arrested, when he's beaten, ultimately crucified, the most vicious way of dying. But then we have to remember, on that third day, he rose again. But what we're looking at here is he's coming from the Sea of Galilee, down the Jordan Valley, coming into Jericho. He's not by himself. He's not just with his fellow disciples or his followers he is with a horde of people all heading to Passover in Jerusalem. It's a din of sound and being bumped about by people and probably unique smells. And I, I kind of think of it as a little bit like, let's say, the Puyallup Fair on a beautiful Saturday in September. You know what that feeling's like? Just too many people. And that's the situation where Jesus is. He heads in to Jericho. But in the midst of that, Jesus hears a voice. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And a few moments later, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus picks out that voice, stops his journey, and we hear the rest of our passage. Picking it up at the second half of verse 40. When the blind beggar came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. You know, we, we hear this story. It's pretty simple. Blind man, Jesus heals, end of story. Done. But that's not what happens. 
the man's asking for mercy. Jesus obviously knows the blind man is blind. But Jesus says to the blind man, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Jesus didn't assume the blind man wanted to be healed. Jesus took the time to consciously listen to the man's response. The man's response, I want to see. And Jesus heals him. Well, what I love is the rest of it. He followed Jesus and praised God. But then those around who saw what happened also praised God. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus blesses this one beggar. He listens to what Jesus, listens to what the man wants, heals him. He becomes a believer. And those who are around and see that miracle, they too become believers. Now for the kids, listen up here. Okay, I'm going to give you answers four and five. Okay, you ready? Answers four and five. Because I gave this to Cindy last week and I was still changing it this morning. So here we go. Number five, or I'll do number five. Number five is daily. D-A-I-L-Y, daily. And number four, places. P-L-A-C-E-S. Now, last time we did this, there were some pretty cool prizes, okay? So you only have to get three more, and one you already heard, okay? What did Jesus do with the blind man? He listened. He listened to the blind man, right? All right. Okay, you got four of the five answers. Come on. Okay, almost. The concept is to take the time to listen to those around us. And in that listening, we can bless people. How often have you been with someone and you just know their mind's somewhere else, you're talking to them, and they're going, uh-huh, uh-huh, yes. But if you were to stop them and say, what did you just say to me? Or what did I just say to you? They're not going to have a clue because they're truly not listening. Oftentimes we listen to people, but we're thinking about what we're going to say next. They're telling us this great story about traveling to Europe, and we're going to give them a story, well, we travel to Europe and, because we want to one-up them. That is not truly listening to someone. To listen with care means to be present, be truly responsive, to be conscious. And in that process, we can bless people. Without a doubt, we can bless people. I, I know this has only happened to Mary Key and to me a few times, but um, she's been talking and I really haven't been listening. It's true. Sometimes that happens, okay? Might happen to you. Dr. John Gottman, an expert in marital relations, says that people who think they are in happily married relationships, they think they know their spouse's deepest desires, greatest needs, and most significant pains. The reality is they only think. Those that are truly happily married, spouses know each other's deepest needs, greatest hurts, greatest pains, desires. And it's not because of some sixth sense. It's because they truly have listened to their spouse, truly know what is going on. Now, that's important when we get to our closest relationships, to listen to those closest to us, our spouses, our kids, our parents, to develop that depth of relationship. And maybe for some of us, that may be the lesson we take away today, to seriously listen, just think we know what they want, what their desires are, what their pains are, what their hurts are, but to truly, truly listen. We need to be careful about that. Now, sometimes we make assumptions as to what people want. Jesus 
could have assumed the blind man wanted to see, but he asked, what do you want me to do for you? And sometimes we need to sense that as well. There's a story told of missionaries who went to India. A well-equipped missionary team went to a a slum village of about 10,000 people, met with the leaders of that village and said, we can build for you a medical clinic to take care of your medical needs. We can build a school so we can provide education for your children that maybe you could break out of this, this poverty cycle. We can build a church so that you could learn more about God and worship. And the leaders, without hesitation, said, we want a mailbox. And the missionaries were just taken aback. And they went on to explain that in India, there are hundreds of villages that simply don't exist officially. They don't have a zip code, shall we say. And if they don't have a zip code or a mailbox or a post office, they receive absolutely nothing from the government. It exists, these 10,000 people in this slum don't even exist at all. And so the missionaries assumed they would want a medical clinic, a school, or a church. And what they wanted was to be recognized, to be registered as a legitimate community. The missionaries spent two years going through the bureaucracy in India to have them formally recognized as existing. They got their mailbox. And it was with that mailbox that the transformation of that community truly began. The missionaries assumed church, school, medical clinic. And it came down to being recognized as existing. We need to listen and ask questions. The story told of the person who invented the stethoscope. This is quite a while ago. And uh, a great, a great instrument could listen to people's hearts and lungs and begin to diagnose what might be wrong with the patient. And that inventor, whenever he would speak to physicians about the stethoscope, reminded them not to stop listening to their patients. This is only a tool But it's the patients who are going to tell the physician what is truly wrong. Physicians needed to keep listening. A wonderful reminder to you and to me as well. We need to listen. And just how important is listening and being heard? Story told of a a desert father in the early days of the church, a monk who lived out in the desert, spent his time alone in prayer, and in study, in meditation. But every few months, he would come into the closest village to get supplies, and someone would allow him to stay in a hut. And whenever he came into town, people would line up for hours just to be able to see this particular monk. Somebody who was visiting this village wondered what was so special about this monk, what he would say that was so important that people would stand in line just to spend time with him. So he decided he would stand in line as well. And he went in finally and got time before the monk. And the monk didn't say anything. He simply listened. He simply listened. People are so desperate to be heard, they're willing to stand in line. And if we're thinking about how we can bless people we come in contact with, simply listen to them. Simply listen. Julian Treasure gentleman I referenced earlier, the speaker and writer on listening, came up with an acronym. Uh, It's RASA, R-A-S-A. 
And it's kind of a loose translation from Sanskrit of essence. And what he's trying to say is the essence of listening could be this acronym. The R is to receive. When we're with someone listening, we really have to receive what they're saying. Really understand what they're saying, to be present, not thinking about what's happening next, not thinking about what's happening around us, but to truly receive it. We also have to appreciate the A of Rasa, appreciate what they're saying. They, they may be sharing the depths of their heart with you. Appreciate the fact they're taking that time to be in front of you sharing. The S, and I, I think this one's critical, be willing and be able to summarize what that person's just said. If we are listening truly, consciously, actively, we should be able to say back to that person what they have just said to us. And that allows that person to know that we truly heard them. We weren't thinking about the Mariner's score. or weren't thinking about doing our yard. We were listening to them. And another aspect of truly listening is to ask questions. If we don't fully understand what someone said, ask them a question. Ask for more information. Ask for details. It helps them to better know that you are listening and helps you to truly consciously listen. And in doing that, create understanding. As we look at the process that we're going through of blessing others, we begin with prayer. We listen with care. And in that process, and as we go through the next three, we'll be in a better position to bless those around us and to share that rich, wonderful good news of Jesus Christ. Now, in your bulletins, there is an insert this week. And on one side... There are some great spiritual conversation starters. Take a look at those. Maybe things that you might be able to share and ask those you've been praying for, those with whom you come in contact. Ways of being able to truly listen to where people are in their lives. And in conclusion, I simply want to share with you the front page. And it says, to bless others, begin begin with listening rather than talking. Jesus often engaged people by asking them questions and loving them through conversation. When people are heard and understood, they feel safe and valued. So get curious and ask good questions. Listen deeply to people's dreams and pain. What's more, listen for the evidence of God's work in their lives so you can participate in the work God is already doing. Listen well so you can learn how to bless others. Amen.